0: Welcome back to Outdoor Adventures Podcast 101. So today it's Clamming 101, and we've got Chris Hayden, our clamming expert in the house, and Dylan and myself. I grew up razor clamming a little bit with my dad, and we just had clam shovels. And my mom and dad both actually clammed before they had kids. They, they were kind of into doing it. It's, it's a cheap activity. Uh, we were always in blue jeans rolled up, and we'd wait for that minus tide, and we'd get out there with our shovels. And I haven't probably done it in 30 years, but our family was big with the milk carton thing. So we would have a milk jug uh, on your belt loop through the handle of the milk jug with a slot in it. So every clam you would get, you would just throw in the slot until you got. And I think at that time, the limit was 12 clams. And I've done a little bit of raking for cockles and butter clams too, and Mm -hmm. I've done that as an adult. But compared to a razor clam, when you get those things, they're just not the same. They don't measure up. No,
1: and they're, you know, that's I would say there's three kinds of clamming here. We have razor clams, which is a beach activity. Then we have the raking for bay clams. And then also a bay clam thing is uh, digging for gooey ducks, which is uh, I've done one and it's too much work because you can spend a couple hours sometimes trying to dig one out because they're such a big uh, mollusk, I guess they would be, and they can dig down so deep. They're really good eating, though, aren't they? They are good eating. I mean, yeah, I think all clams are good eating if you prepare them correctly. I like razors. That's what we kind of focus on. So that's probably what we'll talk about. Um, I'll talk about rules. and Now, these rules aren't really legal rules, the first two, but they're rules to get you associated with like the two most important things to look for when you're razor clamming. And the first one is minus tide. Now you can go online or if you go into any sporting consort, they usually have a tide book. They're a couple bucks and that's what I I just buy one at the beginning of the year. And so you want to look for minus tides just so I mean it's just an indication on how far out the tide will be so you can get out into further into the clam beds. And then the other rule that, which is I argue is the most important one is the biotoxin or the red tide rule. And if you go on ODFW or you sign up for the email, uh, they will send you one out when it's closed due to biotoxin or there's a hotline and I have the number it's 800-448-2474 and always call this before you go. Um, I have never known anyone to get sick. But if you do get sick, it's uh, fatal in a lot of cases. And there is nothing you can take for it. You know, It's not like getting bit by a snake. Uh, you basically are hooked up to a respirator and breathing equipment until it passes through your body. Um, and I think that is scary. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and that's any shellfish.
1: Any shellfish gets it. And there's some, I mean, I've heard some talk on, that's why uh, in the Jewish religion, you know, it's an ancient religion, really I mean it goes back thousands of years that's why they were told not to eat shellfish I've heard that Mm -hmm. and who knows if that's true or not but that's would make sense if you're thinking logically Uh, any shellfish any filter feeder uh, can get it Um, back then it was 12 it's 15 now and you'll dig them using either a shovel and we or a clam gun and I brought some so we'll we'll take some pictures and put it up on the Instagram so people can get an idea And you can do um, them, I'm not sure about California, but there's got to be places in California to do it, but up and down the whole of the Oregon coast, up into Washington. And you want to look for really sandy, not like the rocky. You know, some southern Oregon beaches get kind of rocky. The most popular place is um, by Fort Stevens. Uh, That's where I took my wife the first time. and I mean, after a half hour, she was hooked into digging razor clamps because it is a lot of fun. I mean, there's tons of people out there. It's generally when there's a lot of people, it's a nice day. Uh, But you can just park and walk right out onto the beach. And you're going to get down right down near the surf. And you're going to look for what's called a show hole. And it's like about the size of a – it's a divot, divot, like the size of a dime. And that's where you want to focus. And you can just – once you learn what to look for, you can find them. I mean just one after the other. Uh, And then when you're using a clam gun, after you find the hole, I put it directly in the middle of the clam gun. You know, it's about a four-inch piece of PVC or metal now. They're kind of nice. The one that I brought today is kind of a higher-end one, which is what you want to spend the money on. And put it directly over it and then tilt back a few degrees towards the top end where your handles are and face the bottom towards the surf because that's actually how they're digged down. And just work that thing down as deep as you can. Plug the hole. There's always a hole at the top. And... I mean, it takes a lot to get that much sand out of the ground and pull that thing up, dump it down on, you know, let the hole go. It'll it'll slide out and dig down looking for a razor clam. So that's one way. The other way is to use a shovel. Same theory on how you dig, um, but you need to be fast. And uh, usually when you see, like, the old-timer guy, young guys my dad age, you know, 60s, they're using shovels because they believe that's the best way to dig. Uh, i'm not that good at it with the shovel i'm more of a clam gun guy uh but you need to be careful reaching into the hole there's a reason why they're called razor clams they will cut you up they are so sharp it's amazing so if you do dig wear a glove uh, a leather i mean leather is going to get soaked but they make those atlas dipped uh gloves that's what i would wear to be honest so you're a
0: first time (laughs) clammer When I clamped, we had the shovels. My dad would have the shovel upside down, and he'd be hitting all those holes with the wood, and then when yeah. he'd see an active hole, I guess, if you will, yeah. he would start to dig. And, you know, maybe three shovels in, and then about the fourth one he'd caught up to the clam, and yeah. he'd go kind of straight down, then angle the shovel to stop the clam. And he was really good at it. He never broke a clam. Every time I'd try to do it, I
1: was breaking those clams. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um. The tap is, um, you'll see guys doing the tap, and the tap is uh, to get the clam, it's a reflex, right, because they're a filter feeder, so they have this little like tongue almost that comes up, and that's what they're feeding with, and that will get get it to move in back towards the shell, and that's what creates that divot, so you'll know one's there. Some people say you can tell the size of the clam by how big the divot is. I, I don't think that's true. I mean, I haven't seen that to be true. Um, and there's no size restriction it's just the first 15 you get or first 15 you get but there is something having to do with size it's called upsizing um, you, whatever you dig you have to take and that is mostly because people don't know how to put them back in the hole correctly because you put them in upside down they'll die they need to be uh, put in exactly how they're taken out and that's why you can't do that because of the way that they dig down and their the feeder comes out um, but you know, they can vary in size. Uh, lately, the last couple of years, they've been really big. I mean, as, big, as long as my hand, I have a pretty big hand. I mean, I've seen them five, six inches long. I mean, three inches. Uh, they're wide. Um, after you get your limit, you're going to want to just get a bag of ice and set them in the ice. Don't put them in water because they will like drown and then they'll go bad. And uh, when you prepare them, the way I like to do it is to use an electric uh, tea kettle, and heat the water up, and dump it over there, and then over the clams, and the clam will just split open real fast. And that, and, and a pair of scissors. And you can go online. I mean, YouTube. There's plenty of videos. You know, like if I don't go for a couple of years, I kind of forget on how to actually clean them. What part? You know, you can tell which parts to eat, um, but the most efficient way to clean them. So I just went back on YouTube. Okay, this is how you do it. Um, and you can even keep the necks for bait if you jetty fish. I like to do that.
0: So if you're brand new to clamming, let's talk about gear. How do you get started? What do you buy to get going? What does that look like? Yeah,
1: so I would buy a gun if it was me. You can buy them at Fisherman's. They're not more than a 100 bucks. Um, or you can do the shovel. Um, the the clam gun is going to be the easiest for the beginner um to do uh they do range from 70 to about 300 dollars for the most high efficient one called the claminator they sell them in some of the more local sporting goods stores uh up on the coast but don't waste your money on that you don't need to you know the name is probably worth it, it is I, I i don't know what the one uh the one i brought today has a name well well when we take the picture we'll get it because they're always like you know, it's like a marketing thing, <laughs> but I mean, who are you going after? You know, the hardcore clam guy, oh, it's, you know, it's it's a funny <laughs> I, thing. I need the Claminator. Yeah, you <laughs> got. I got to have the clam. Oh, you got a Claminator? You know, that's what it is. Yeah, so get a clam gun and then you can go the milk jug route or um, they sell a net now that has the belt loop. I bought those. They're, I don't know what they cost, but they're a couple bucks and they're good for a while. You know, if you, uh, I always leave mine out on the. On the fence, so I only get like two years out of them because they deteriorate kind of fast. But uh, that's the way you go. And, and if you're in Oregon and you're going for the first time, go to Fort Stevens. Um, you can find it online. It's it's uh, in the next town, uh, I guess west of Astoria, called Warrington. And it's uh, uh, they have a parking lot right up by the beach, and you can just walk right out by where the Iredell, which is a ship that's ran aground, I don't know how many decades ago, and you can go out there and you'll see other people doing it. If you don't want to be around the crowds, uh, I would go more towards the fall or winter. There's a lot. I mean, the die-hard guys are out then. You need to dress appropriately. Uh, the summer, I'm just wearing, you know, like water socks, like what you know you had as a kid, or barefoot. It's nice out in the winter. Sometimes I wear, um, you know, muck boots, or uh, I have some like lay, like individual hip waiter. I wear those. I mean, it, it's Oregon. It gets cold.
0: Are you ever out in the surf?
1: Yeah, so you're not really out in the surf. Um, sometimes when you get a real extreme negative tide, you'll have to cross a small little bit of standing water to get out to another bar, a sandbar. Uh, those are usually, in you know, my experience, those that's the best, getting out there, because they're not... Uh, as frequent it as often by just the everyday guy going out.
0: Um, so I got a question about the red tide or yeah. you mentioned that a little bit. So what is
1: that <clears throat> specifically? Yeah. So I'm it's a, clam itself? yeah. So it's a biotoxin and red. T- I mean, if the water's red doesn't necessarily mean it's a, you know, it is a biotoxin. There's just natural allergies. I, I thought that that was interesting because I was, you always just associate the two together it's a biotoxin that is picked up and stored in filter feeders um, and that's why you really want to uh i didn't think it was as bad when i was you know you get sick that's all you're told you know as a kid uh but then when i was looking it up i was like oh my goodness i do not want to get that um but it's all filter feeder so you you will get it with oysters um, in Oregon we don't have a uh oyster season. You cannot pick up a native, but in Washington you can. You just have to leave the shell. It, I mean crabs can get it too, can't. Yeah, it? I would yeah. think so, right? Cuz I think they shut down crabbing during yeah, red tide. Yeah. I mean it's a filtering yeah. uh animal and I would also uh we we do have um from what guy I've talked to guys who who dive up here. Uh we do have scallops here. Um, it's just not common for guys to die, but they would get it also because they, because, you know, their shell doesn't shut all the way. That's the thing. It's always open uh, to some degree. And oysters can shut pretty tight. Um, it's just that they're stuck in the water. They have nowhere to go. They just right. live on the rock that they're on, you know. So I don't know if, like, the red, when the red tide comes, you know, uh, in Oregon, we have oyster farms There's, uh, on the Yaquina Bay estuary. There's our longest standing one from what I know, and that's where I buy oysters. I always – I mean, I've always bought oysters there, so it's never shut down. So I just don't think it makes it up into the river system. It's just along the coast in the bays uh, where you can get it. So is this a specific time of year you're going to see that? I – you know, it's spring, summer. It's usually when it's warmer. Um, But I always just check before I go. Right. Uh, It's just something I do. It's real – it's an easy – it's an easy search. It takes two minutes yeah. to find. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth the hassle, but uh, my, my family does it. My dad's been doing it for a lot of years. So uh, he's always, he's one of those guys who's always doing something on the weekend. And, I'm, you know, you go and clam No, red tide. So I has got the guy to ask, you know. How often are you guys clamming throughout uh, the year? Half a dozen to a dozen times a year. It's a time. Uh, you know, We work in ag, so Saturdays are pretty fulled up when it's nice out this time of year. But yeah, half a dozen times. Uh, I like to start – I usually don't start going until August. We make it up to Astoria for the Scandinavian Festival. And so that's when my wife and I can go because we're already up there. And then in through up into the winter, we try to go.
0: So is there a specific season for these?
1: No. Uh, it's off and on year-round. Okay. Yeah, so you s- can just January 1 to – December yeah so 31st. yeah because it's just a generic shellfish license that you get yeah. um i don't know what the cost is but they're not that much 12 14 bucks mm-hmm. yeah um and so they will they don't have a season like what we do with deer or something like that they will close it they do periodically okay it's closed from now to now okay and then uh, it will open up so it just reopened in Washington this week, I think, or last week.
0: Yeah, it was the 23rd of March. Twenty third of March it on it the Facebook site. Because yeah. I've, you know, that, that clamming in Long Beach, Washington, where you can drive out on the beach. Yeah. I mean, if you've never done it, I, I don't know what the non-resident tag is or license is, but look, a resident right. shellfish <laughs> in Oregon is 10 bucks Cheap. And then a non-resident is $28. So um, I... I, I when I did the Long Beach, Washington, I want to say it was relatively inexpensive, yeah. and they have a huge resource there. And you drive right out to the clams, and and people make a whole day out of it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and that's a cool town, right over the bridge, right a little bit from Astoria. So it's not far for for us to get to. Uh, their oyster season there is, it's kind of a cool thing to get out and grab one in the wild because we you know we haven't my whole life you haven't been able to do that here. I hear talks that the next ten or fifteen years it's going to happen. I just don't see that happening here because uh, they were hammered hard back in the day by by Gus mostly. Uh, so those ones, uh, the oysters up there, you have to pick them in the bed, and then you got to leave the shell. So to, that prevents commercial or you know guys selling them and stuff like that on the side. Yeah, I mean,
0: Dylan, you ready to go clamming? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I think you ready should go. Do
1: it. Uh, they're one of the best tasting. We air. I now I air fry them, which is the way a little bit healthier.
0: Yeah, oh, I like that yeah. that sounds awesome. Yeah. A little
1: bit healthier instead of deep frying. That's how I always did it. But I'm getting to the age where I can't be just deep frying everything. You know. <laughs>
0: you know? Have you heard? I'm sure you guys have seen that Grant's Getaways guy. He had a, a show, a local show here about outdoor type stuff, and I always remember his clamming episode because he went back and made these clam sandwiches fried them up they oh, just yeah. they looked
1: amazing yeah we I mean you you can make sandwiches of them but we just you know like uh, we just air fry them and make fries something like that or my mom she makes clam chowder using razors and I think that's the best homemade clam chowder you know in the, this time of year it's cold definitely the best eating food.
0: How do you preserve them? So if you get a bunch of them, do you try to freeze them? Or- yeah, so
1: they're good for about 30 days in the freezer. Um, and they say about three, four days in the fridge. Generally speaking, I'm one of those guys that likes to just when I get home, I just take care of them. You know, it's my wife and I, so it's 30 clams. That's not that hard to deal with. They're not like big or anything. You just really just got to, uh, you know, I like the day before I get the stuff out, get prepared. Because, uh, you know, usually you're up early Um, the cool thing about it, though, is later in the year you get negative tides in in the later in the day, so you can go out at like five thirty p.m. with a lantern and dig clams, which is kind of cool because you can take you know, leave work a little bit early. It's not that far. I don't know how far it is for us, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that bad. But there's other beaches you can do it at. I have not done it at many other beaches in Oregon just because that's where we've always gone
0: and isn't the main thing what i remember from a kid the most important thing is getting all the sand out of the clam when you're cleaning them because if you you know we've all bitten into that clam that's got a hunk of sand in it and that's never a good
1: yeah i mean i just rinse them cold water rinse and then i will you know i have a double sink uh, that's the best best thing to use if you're cleaning uh clams and i'll put some i put the ice and put a little bit of water in them and just leave them there for a few minutes and they'll spit like oysters spit sand sometimes, you know, clams will too. And then really, uh, when you're doing them individually with the kettle, uh, cause the moment you hit them with that hot water, they split w- like wide open. Like they're like dead, um, and really wash them good. I mean, every now and then you're still going to get, get sand. It's whatever, but I just try to wash them as best as possible. Cause it makes a cleaner eating clam, uh, you know, hot water. And then it's cold, cold water. And then I try to eat them in you know that day or the next day. I don't I don't freeze them. I just don't think um, when you freeze something like that, it tastes as good. My dad does. I don't know if he even you know he's been doing them for so long. They all just taste the same. But I don't. I I'm that that day or the next day eating them.
0: Yeah, I have froze crawfish and never freeze crabs. Cra- never freeze it, crawfish. It's never the same.
1: If you freeze crawfish, uh, we have these old like they're square Tupperware like from the eighties. Uh, really cold uh, distilled water that's where I froze them they kind of turn out Uh, you know that's another one we can do for a one-on-one is crawfish because I do a lot of that oh that would
0: be awesome yeah Yeah, I've never
1: done that better than actual lobster I think
0: oh that's awesome All right. well thanks Chris appreciate it